0: Your views, your news, your Limerick today
1: with Joe Nash on Live 95. Did you get stuck in traffic near or by or on the Parkway roundabout in Limerick on your commute this morning? The roundabout, which is known to be a busy spot, that puts a mildly and the scene, unfortunately, of numerous road traffic collisions over the years. It's been raised again by Limerick councillors. Questions about how traffic lights at the roundabout have still not been installed, despite a prior commitment two years ago, and congestion in the area. Fine Gael Councillor Sarah Kiley and Labour Councillor Elena Sekas both join me now, and uh, you are very welcome. Um Sarah, a point of real frustration, I mean Uh, Aside at all from the frustration for councillors, the frustration for anyone, including myself, who has to use it.
2: Yeah, good morning, Joe. Good morning morning to your listeners and Elena. Um, Yeah, this um, commitment was given two years ago and the frustration is really borne by all the commuters in the area. I myself use that roundabout regularly yesterday I was in traffic, it took eight minutes for six cars to get through the Children's Road, from the Children's Road side over onto the, the Plassey side. That's really not good enough. But um, uh, at last Monday's Metro meeting, um, I had a motion down to uh, address the traffic management in the Blood Mill Road and Singland Road area, which was unanimous, unanimously supported. But as part of that motion, I took the opportunity to take the executive to task... And see exactly when we're going to see the traffic lights on the Parkway roundabout.
1: Yes, I mean, you mentioned the Bloodmill Road, the Bally Simon Road. You know, uh, we know that presumably over time, for example, Northern Trust will have more and more staff coming back there. We know there's a school project, the Educate Together School, uh, due to be opened in September of next year. On top of all of the uh, traffic growth that we're seeing in the Castle Troy uh, area, you know, it, it is getting to a point where it's critical, isn't it?
2: It is, and the Singland blood mill area has, as you've outlined there, has seen significant investment in the form of lots of housing, in the form of a new school potentially for the area as well, which will alleviate lots of the problems that are, Um, to to do with um, secondary school places in the city which is another big issue so all these are very welcome but um, I've been putting in reps on this for the last two and a half years as I'm sure Elena has as well being a councillor for the area. It's just um, really frustrating when you get a commitment two years ago that something is going to be done and then two years later you're sitting in a metropolitan district meeting being told "We'll um, we'll give you a briefing again next next month at the March meeting. To me, the people of like Glenbrook, Glendale, Castle Triview, they need their issues addressed urgently and that's why I said that in the motion. Yeah.
1: I mean, they are two of the most frightening roundabouts in Limerick, uh, the Parkway and the Groody, aren't they? Um, Councillor Elena Sackas is uh, with us as well. Um, hi, Elena. Um, so hi, so th- Do you think that if they put traffic lights on the Parkway roundabout, that it would make enough of a difference?
3: well um it will definitely make a difference um but as you know dual trust management on children's road and at the parkway roundabout has been a ongoing issue for years and i completely share uh, my colleagues frustration as i and other councillors have been feeling that way for many many years at this stage um, and you'll find this information amazing a traffic study was promised by the council as part of the design process for the upgrade of Childers Road and Bally Simon Road back in 2017. And that was to provide capacity for the existing and projected traffic demand. But that scheme has never materialised. Then the traffic lights for the Parkway Roundabout were promised two years ago. This never materialised either. And now the council are talking about a new scheme, um, Dublin Road Pass corridor park which the national technology park i think is called and that's in preliminary design and i'll coach them with nothing agreed so as you can see uh, i i think you can see why we the councillors are so frustrated
1: sarah Kylie, i mean would you be in favor as some listeners have suggested at uh, some relocation of the entrance to the parkway shopping center would that have any impact
2: that would have to be um, consultation. Would have to go out there. I'm sure um, your partner there, Roger Beck, in the Parkway would have to have a say on that. At the end of the day, the Parkway is a huge You're employer in the area. <laughs> yeah. No. Th- to be fair, Joe, yeah. you know everything has to be considered, and as part of the priority bus corridor scheme from uh, for UL and the city centre, Active Travel are working on it at present. Um, so far, the Parkway roundabout, um, there's going to be different junction options put forward as part of this. And I'm very confident um, that we will get the traffic lights on the parkway roundabout. But in-depth planning and environmental impact assessments must be completed as well to address the bus, the priority bus corridor. So there, there's lots to consider. I'm told that they will do it. I'm told as well, as Elena has, has outlined, that they are going to look at the traffic management plan um, mm for Bloodmill and Singland and the Children's Road it all feeds into the same traffic management plan in fairness and it was great to see cross party support um, Elena supported my motion as well in that. Um, um, so, look, if we work together, I'm sure we can deliver right. for
1: the people well, who need it. Because the other point, Councillor Elena, and I saw you tweeting about this during the week, is that the Parkway Valley development, um, as we know, it was an ISO for so long. And then uh, finally uh, it was raised to the ground and a proposal went in, went to onboard Planola ultimately uh, for uh, a different approach there. But this week on board, Planola said no. So where do we stand now with the Parkway Valley?
3: Yeah, that's a very good question, uh, Joe. Um, I think that the reason, the, the, the reasons for refusal are very serious if we want a sustainable development. Um, like some of the reasons are substandard accommodation and poor quality urban design. And I think these do not make any development sustainable Uh, But given that Limerick City and County Council uh, actually granted planning permission for this development uh, back in 2020, I think, um, I would be very interested to find out our own planners' reaction to this decision. Um, Some people might remember that back in 2016, I conducted a survey in Limerick City East um asking residents across the area as what they wanted to see the site developed for. And the results at the time showed clearly that there was a big demand for a mixed development. So I was really um excited and delighted when um Novelty ICAf presented their plans to us a few years ago before they went for planning in um Park Hotel. And, you know, they presented a a very mixed development, um, a very good proposal. They had residential, office, commercial, restaurants, community building, public park, uh, petrol station, and a hotel. And although we queried at the time the need for another hotel or another filling station in the area, given that there is quite a nice concentration of both in the area, they assured us that there was demand for that because they did their market research. So it was a a great proposal at the time and it gave a lot of hope to people that the site was going to be developed. And I'm really, really disappointed now to see that after trying to develop this site for over two decades at this stage, uh, we are just going back to scratch. I don't think we can afford to leave that site in its current conditions yes, for think, another decade uh, yeah, or so. Yeah,
1: I think a lot of people have been making that very point about it, that one way or the other it needs to be progressed. But uh, again, a setback this week in terms of on-board Planoil's refusal, certainly. Now, Rod has been listening and he's on the line. Uh, how are you, Rod? I'm very good, Joe. And yourself? Good. So, um, the Parkway Roundabout, Rod, what are your thoughts?
0: Well, <clears throat> obviously i made a few notes before coming on here. Um, listen to what already been said already today. Um traffic light system definitely has to be introduced on the roundabout system. Now, um, if we had a traffic light system put in with infrared sensors, now these infrared sensors actually monitor the traffic flow, which would alter um, how the lights work regarding on how much traffic flow is around the roundabout. Now, if the roundabout was obviously directed properly, uh, road markings put in place, um, I think that would certainly reduce the congestion that is there pretty much 24 um, 7. Also, the entrance into the Parkway Shopping Centre. Um, again, it's already been mentioned, but if the entrance at the moment was made for entering the Parkway Shopping Centre and then along the Childers Road, if they designed um, the uh, uh, sorry, the entrance coming in from the Childers Road, a, a, new, a new entrance, and then having the exit on the roundabout. Uh, obviously, that will restrict the flow of traffic going into the parkway. Um, and then, obviously, Joey, the other thing is as well, when you are exiting the roundabout, heading towards, uh, going down towards where Frank Hogan's is, you've got a zebra crossing, you know, and, and that, again, that just delays... The traffic flow all the time so I don't know why zebra crossings are always immediately after a roundabout.
1: And the other point is I think it it does confuse a lot of people as to exactly which lane they should be in at which time as well the current markings Um, uh, uh, well thank you Rod. Uh, uh, Elena Seikas just one other point to you, Uh, you are a native of Moldova and it has a significant border with Ukraine so uh, what are your thoughts this morning and are, are there concerns in Moldova as well?
3: Well, first of all, uh, Joe, my heart goes out to all Ukrainian people at home and abroad um, here in Ireland and in Limerick. Um, To my Ukrainian friends in Limerick, I wish to say that I do understand how they feel being away from home um, during this extremely difficult time. Uh, When the Transnistrian War broke out in the 90s in what is today the self-proclaimed British Moldovan Republic, Um, I was gone um, to the the university in Romania to study, far away from home, from family, friends, um, in a totally new country for me at the time, uh, unable to go back, um, with no possibility to communicate with anyone back home, not knowing what was really happening because there was no social media at the time. It was a dreadful experience that stays with you for the rest of your life, And what is happening in the Ukraine is very, very sad and tragic. And people in Moldova, I have been talking to my family and my friends, um, are very concerned. Many feel panic. Um, And I know that last night Moldova declared a state of emergency for, for the next two months in the country and they closed the the borders, the the airspace. Um, So it's really frightening what's Mm. happening.
1: Yeah, it is. It's having enormous impact right across that region and indeed throughout Europe. Well, listen, thank you very much, Labour Councillor Elena Seikas, for all of that. Thank you to Finnegale Councillor Sarah Kiley and uh, thank you to Rod as well uh, for chatting to us uh, about his experience of that roundabout at the parkway. Call Limerick Today now. On
0: 46-19-95.